Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. If you have just found this podcast and are listening for the first time, you might notice that it isn't perfect. I was still very much learning how everything worked at this point but it does get better as the episodes go on. Thank you for listening, and please stay safe. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised. Of all the crimes humans are capable of, there are perhaps none more unimaginable than a parent killing their own child. Or the other way around, parasite, when a child kills their parent. This is the rarest type of murder, accounting for only 3% of all homicides in England and Wales. But in many cases, the authorities missed their opportunity to intervene and prevent the situation from escalating. 14-year-old Daniel Bartlam said he was hearing voices that told him to hurt people, but nobody intervened to stop him from doing so. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. Born... On November the 11th, 1996, 
Daniel Bartlam grew up in Nottinghamshire, England. Daniel's early years were relatively normal. He lived together with his mum, Jacqueline, and father, Adrian, in a comfortable, middle-class environment. But when Daniel was nine years old, his parents divorced, and around the same time, the young boy's behaviour took a turn for the worse. Of course, it's understandable that a child reacts to their parents' separation and new, unfamiliar family dynamic. But in Daniel's case, his anger exploded in the worst possible way. Easter 2011, 14-year-old Daniel ran out of his home in Nottingham together with his six-year-old brother Dominic and their dog. The brick house that the boys shared with their 47-year-old mother Jacqueline was on fire. While waiting for the emergency services, Daniel told the neighbours that a masked intruder had escaped his mother's bedroom through the window. Jacqueline, however, never got out. When the police arrived, they took the brothers into protective custody. Daniel immediately told the officers the story of a stranger who had broken into their home, most likely killed his mother and set the house on fire to cover his tracks. While the 14-year-old story might have sounded plausible, the investigation soon revealed details which would suggest Daniel knew more of his mother's death than he let on. Jacqueline's body was later removed from the family home when the fire was brought under control. She was only identified during an autopsy using dental records as her body was so badly burned. The post-mortem examination showed Jacqueline had died before the fire even started. She had been hit several times to the head with a blunt object. It would later become apparent that the murder weapon was a lump hammer, which was found wiped clean inside Daniel's bedroom. During the next two weeks... Investigators searched the home for more clues. Fortunately, the Bartlam household hadn't been completely destroyed during the fire. Many items remained intact, including Daniel's computer. What was found on the device raised even more questions that the teenager's story of an intruder was completely made up. Daniel's extensive Google search history included subjects like how to chloroform your little sister or how to get away with murder. Those alone were quite alarming, but investigators also discovered that Daniel frequently visited sites containing images and stories of incest and rape. However, The worst was yet to come, as Detective Chief Inspector Kate Maynell said. From his computer, we recovered a deleted story 
about a character called Daniel Bartlam who killed his mother in the exact same circumstances in which Jacqueline was killed. Daniel had typed out his whole plan on his computer. The character in this story was fed up with his mother, so he beat her to death with a hammer and set her body on fire. There was no more doubt of who had actually killed Jacqueline, but would Daniel tell the truth himself? When the detectives began questioning Daniel again, his story was indeed different. This time, the teenager admitted he had grabbed the hammer and beat his mother to death in a moment of rage, without any planning. Then, fearing the consequences, Daniel had set the home on fire. The investigators, however, knew that this wasn't the whole truth, so they kept pushing Daniel, who soon broke and told them what actually happened. According to Daniel, he had approached his mother when she had been asleep in her bed. Daniel had then woken Jacqueline, asking where his new trainers were. When she replied that she didn't know, Daniel began hitting her with one of the two hammers that he had brought into the bedroom with him. After seven strikes to the head, Jacqueline was gone. Now, Daniel knew he needed to get rid of the evidence. He covered his mother's body with newspaper and petrol and set her on fire. Daniel then ran to his brother and took him outside before returning to rescue the family dog. But even though everyone now knew what had happened to Jacqueline Bartlam, nobody understood why. However, there was someone who was not surprised by the news. Daniel's stepfather, Simon Matters. Simon and Jacqueline had been together since 2007 and he had raised his concerns about her son's strange behaviour more than once. Simon believed that it had all started after Daniel's parents separated, and he was then moved to the public school system when Jacqueline could no longer afford private school tuition. From that point onwards, Daniel was in a downward spiral. According to Simon, Daniel had a disgusting habit of defecating and urinating within the confines of his own bedroom. Simon said, He'd have plastic boxes full of figures, Star Wars and Doctor Who characters, but he'd just urinate in the boxes. He also defecated all over the bedroom and in the boxes and hid towels and stuff that he'd wiped himself with. Simon also once found his girlfriend's underwear hidden in Daniel's room. Worried, he talked about it with Jacqueline, but she brushed it off as she did with any other issue concerning Daniel, including physically hurting his younger brother. Criminal psychologist from Manchester Metropolitan University, 
Dr. David Holmes, said, Jackie thought Daniel was a slightly stroppy teenager. She didn't perceive the deeper problem. Most kids have a love-hate relationship with their mothers. Most kids are seeking boundaries. They oppose you so you can set boundaries, which will make them feel safe and secure. Jacqueline tended to tolerate her son's behaviour rather than oppose it, one of the reasons being that every time she tried to discipline her son, Daniel became violent. More than once, Simon had to physically step in between Daniel and Jacqueline. So while his mother was kind and patient, Daniel saw her as an enemy. In his screenplay, Daniel wrote, quote, The only place he could get away with his bad deeds was with his mother, Jackie. So one evening, he made it look as though there was a break-in and murdered his mother with a hammer and then set her and the family home alight. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It appeared that Daniel had entirely immersed himself in a fantasy world, something he had done since he was just eight years old. According to Simon, one concern he had mentioned to Jacqueline was Daniel's unnatural obsession with video games and horror movies. The teenager didn't do much else other than sit in his room watching Saw, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. In addition, Daniel enjoyed television shows like Emmerdale and Coronation Street. And while several studies have shown that violent media doesn't cause violence, there are some disturbing similarities between Jacqueline's death and the events on one Coronation Street episode. In the episode, a stalker named Charlotte Hoy 
tries to attack one of the main characters, John Stape, with a hammer. John, however, was able to take the hammer from Charlotte and beat her to death with it. Afterward, he disposed of her body inside a burning car in order to cover up his crime. Unsurprisingly, as soon as the media found out about Daniel's obsession with the series, he was given the moniker Coronation Street Killer. While Daniel had no social life during this time and spent most of his time alone in his room, his problems were noted outside of the home too. At school, Daniel was referred to a school counsellor in 2010 following a violent outburst. The teenager actually opened up during the counselling sessions, explaining that he was hearing voices in his head that told him to hurt people and that he was seeing visions of killing people. True or not, we can probably all agree that everything we know about Daniel Bartman up to this point would suggest that he was suffering from some kind of mental illness. Daniel displayed signs of Cluster B, antisocial, borderline and narcissistic personality traits. He was attention-seeking and manipulative and had a difficult temper. And yet, just six weeks before the murder, Daniel was found to have no mental illnesses during an assessment at a nearby mental health unit in Nottinghamshire. Furthermore, Daniel was deemed to be little to no risk to himself or others. But something made him re-watch one of the Saw movies on the evening of the 24th of April 2011 before retrieving a hammer and murdering his own mother. Daniel has confessed to killing his mother but he has not been truly honest about why Jacqueline lost her life. Simon, however, has said he thinks Daniel's dark obsessions were to blame, saying, quote, It seems that Daniel watched so many violent films and video games that he simply lost track of what was real. I'm sure his obsession with these fantasy worlds, like films and soaps, caused what he did. Daniel's two-week trial began in February 2012 at Nottingham Crown Court. He pleaded not guilty to the murder of his mother, claiming he had been provoked to kill. According to Daniel, Jacqueline had been abusive, both physically and verbally, and he had simply lost it that evening. For that reason, Daniel pleaded guilty to manslaughter. His defence, however, wasn't very effective. No witnesses had ever seen Jacqueline abuse her children. Instead, she was described as a wonderful, loving and caring woman who would always be there to help anyone who was in trouble by her parents. In addition... It was clear Daniel had planned his mother's murder. He had definitely not acted in the heat of the moment. 
The deleted documents recovered from Daniel's computer proved that. Detective Chief Inspector Kate Maynell said, quote, The level of violence, degree of planning, and extent of his lies is not only shocking, it is also chilling that a boy of 14 could do this. The jury didn't believe Daniel's many lies and unanimously convicted him of murder on the 9th of February 2012. During his sentencing in April 2012, the judge described the killing as grotesque and senseless and said that it appeared Daniel had wanted to get away with a perfect murder. In Daniel's screenplay, he did get away with it, but in reality, things were quite different. In the end, Daniel Bartlam was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 16 years. After his identity was released after the sentencing, Daniel has been called many different names. He has been referred to as Devil Child, Savage, and of course, the Coronation Street Killer. It is difficult to understand why a child so young would kill their own parents, and the media is swift in trying to find an explanation, often from the wrong place. There has also been some level of sympathy Perhaps things could have turned out differently if Daniel had received proper help soon enough. Now, as he is serving his sentence, Daniel is supposedly undergoing rehabilitation treatment, and if successful, he could be released from prison when he is still as young as 30 years old. Only time will tell if Daniel will ever be given a second chance in life or if he will be deemed too dangerous to ever walk free again. Meanwhile, Jacqueline Bartlam's family have been trying to come to terms with what happened, saying, There are no winners here, because not only have we lost Jackie, but we have lost Daniel too because of what he's done. We know it was the right result at court, but trying to understand how a boy you have loved for 14 years can do something like this is so difficult. The most difficult part for us, and something that only Daniel can answer, is why. Did Daniel really want to live like villains in the movies and TV shows he loved so much? and try to get away with a perfect murder? Or did he lose it after an argument with his mother, who only wanted the best for her boy? We might never know for sure why Daniel murdered his own mother. Thank you for listening to this week's episode And thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews, and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it, and I love reading what you have to say. 
For transcripts, photos, credits and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release and bonus episodes, I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash truecrimebritain or see the episode description. Don't forget, you can also like, follow and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and please stay safe. If you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.